0: You're listening to DraftKings Network.
1: Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.
0: God bless football, Billy Gill. God bless football, Mike Golick. God bless football, Mikey A. And God bless football to you, Stugatz. guys Thank you, Mikey A. We have a big week upon us. We do. Uh, Mikey A, you are going out to Vegas for the Jets and Raiders game. Mike Golick is calling that game. Where are we with the arrangements for you, Mikey A.?
2: Uh well Mike has been less than helpful oh. in his help oh. of getting me on the field. Wow. Um Sims has yet to return my text. Right. And frankly I'm feeling a little ignored by these two. Huh. Really? I thought we were all friends.
3: So let me give my excuse right now. I just drove 26 hours from yeah. South Bend to mm-hmm. Arizona.
2: Right. Sounds head like to- a lot of time you could be making phone calls. I'm
3: Good point. Had yeah. to recreate the set here in uh, in the Casita area.
0: Right, your son did that for you, right?
3: Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, had to unpack all my clothes mm-hmm. that I brought, uh-huh. which was one suitcase full. Right. Uh, so I've been pretty darn busy. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty darn busy. What's going on?
0: So you a have... lot of
3: a lot of moving parts going right. on. Yeah. A lot yes. of things You've... happening.
2: You've been hanging out with Stu too long, hmm. Mikey. A do you need one just
3: mm-hmm. for you, or am I supposed to be getting them for other people as yeah, well? Yeah, how many? No,
2: there's there's only four of us. Ooh, that's a lot. So I can get passes? one. I can get a,
3: I can get a pass just for you then.
2: Yes, if you could get me a pass, I will happily stand on the field and wave to the people I have come with. Wow.
3: Well, you can only be on the pass. Uh, I can wait get, a you can only be on the field yeah. for
2: pregame. For pregame, that's fine.
0: Uh, Billy's <laughs> wow okay. is justified from this <laughs> standpoint. Is this a trip you plan with your friends? Are they close friends? What's going on here? Uh, no, yep.
2: they're, they're, it's, it's brothers. It's, it's so too close. He does this every year. What? What? Yeah, yeah does this every year. They I know, a spot. but his,
0: his willingness to take your field pass and wave to his brothers <laughs> who are sitting in section 422 is ridiculous. Listen, uh, I, three, I, 307. Sorry. I guarantee sorry.
3: <laughs> you if any of his brothers had the opportunity to be on the field and look at his other brothers in pregame, they would take it. Yeah. Right. So they would completely understand this if mikey a is roaming around pregame we can hang out on the field pregame i will 100 yeah, uh, i will send the email uh after we finish this mm.
1: wow. the, bro- the brothers that. the brothers thing actually makes it more understand if it was friends it would be yeah, like that's right. not nice but brothers like yeah that's what brothers do yeah,
3: yeah brothers no, that is it.
2: what brothers do yeah
3: when are you getting into into vegas
2: uh friday morning I wow leave at like 6 a.m yeah oh my
3: god so you'll by the time the game rolls around you're going to be broke
0: Yes. <laughs> or rich. Mm. No. Poor, rich. We're gonna be broke. broke. Yeah. <laughs> That's why
2: they have the big buildings because everybody <laughs> says I'm going there and gonna be rich. <laughs> That's how they air condition the desert. Stu gots gonna be counting on you Gots this week. Wow. Uh, oh, really Counting on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh Mike, before we get to this week, uh not a great week for for either college football or the NFL. Uh, I want to go back to last week because you seized in on something on Twitter that angered me when I was watching it at home. In fact, it was one of my weekend observations. The call on KJ Henry. Oh! Getting, I know. Getting 15 <laughs> yards for sacking the quarterback is the worst call in the history of the NFL, Mike.
3: I this, I tweeted that out, and one of the responses was great. Well, you know, they're, they're just protecting Mac Jones. I said, wait a minute, if, if the refs are picking a quarterback to protect, it ain't Mac Jones. Okay? Right. But I, I tweeted immediately after that one, guys. That was one, and there have been some egregious calls, horrible call. And I actually said, as someone who played the game for a lot of years, I'm embarrassed for the NFL. I am literally embarrassed for the NFL that that call would be made. And again, I'm not going to put it all on the refs because they have been just hammered by the league protect the quarterback, protect the quarterback, protect the quarterback. And if they think there's a hit that's too hard, they're going to throw the flag. That's why I have said, we already have replay for everything. Let that eye in the sky. You know how right now you can make a call and they can call down from upstairs and say, no, 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 that wasn't a fumble or whatever. Let somebody look at that really quick. You could have looked at that a second later, even though that official doubled down after the game and said that was a penalty. He's full of That wasn't a penalty. Mm -hmm. But have somebody review that and say, no, pick the flag up. That's a joke. And and I, I'm so sick of people saying, well, you know, you have to you have to break a few eggs to make an omelet. No, not when it's a sack fumble. Not when it's a, a, a hit and a sack on a third down and you're off the field. Not when it's you hit the quarterback when he's throwing and it's picked off. And then all of that's reversed because of a lame-ass call like that that just negates anything you did and gives them 15 yards and a first down. I I literally was. That's one of the first time, might be the first time, I actually tweeted out and said publicly I was embarrassed to be part of the NFL. That's how bad that was.
0: As a former defensive lineman who lined up next to Reggie White, next to Clyde Simmons, next to Jerome Brown, is Miles Garrett the best defensive lineman in football right now?
3: I mean, that guy.
0: Crazy, Uh, Well, First
3: off, I'd never have a shirt on in my life
0: <laughs> right. to
3: look like that. Right. His athletic ability. And, and, and if you want to separate him, he's a true DN as opposed to edge rushers who are like outside backers who rush, but this guy still moves around. You're seeing it more and more. You're seeing guys move. You're seeing guys. And you know, we've seen him from the standing position over a guard. You see a guy like Aiden Hutchinson uh, lining up on both ends or, Remember the old NASCAR from the Giants when you just had your four best pass rushers on that were probably DNs and some of them were inside over the guards. You know, Aiden Hutchinson does that. Because Reggie used to do that all the time. Right. Go right on down the line and find the weak spot. So you're seeing more of that as well. You're letting these versatile players be just that. You're letting them be versatile. But that size at six five, whatever 280, 285, crazy. The athletic ability, the wingspan is ridiculous. The get-off, the getting low, the leverage, the turning the corner, the use of the hands is just amazing. Yeah, I had said before the season, I picked Micah Parsons to be the defensive player of the year, and my son Mike picked Miles Garrett. Mm -hmm. And listen, those not like you're going out on a limb, but when you're trying to pick that award, you're not going to go out on a limb. Miles Garrett is, is absolutely unstoppable. And he's a guy, and when you get to this point, how great is it? You have to game plan. You know, you just can't let him go one on one all the time. You gotta chip, you gotta you gotta bump, you got a double team, you gotta slide two. You have to account for him on every single play.
1: Mike, I don't like that you seem to not feel good about where your body's at. Like you said, you look great. Yeah. yeah, you said if you were Miles, you'd always have your shirt off. I feel like there's a lot of people around this country and you know internationally that see you and like if I look like Mike Golick right now I'd be walking around with my shirt off all the time myself included by the way I feel like you're Same. in better shape than I am Same. Me. Yep. Yep. Billy
3: when I was when I was in the best shape of my life as a professional athlete it yeah. was one of the years I was with the Eagles I was doing that bit on Randall Cunningham's show called Golick It, where I take like a lighthearted look at next week's opponent it was on Randall's show it was on TV every week and there was a scene where they made a bunch of robot players. I won't get into it fully, mm. but part of it taping, I had my shirt off. I was bare chested yeah. for the scene, huh. and I did it no problem. You know, pro ball player, don't care. I'm a pro athlete, man. Take my shirt off. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I watched that on TV, and I almost threw up.
1: Yeah, but, I said, "My God, <laughs> well, I'm trying supposed to, to find be the it best right shape now, of my but, life." But I feel like and, you're. And I look horrible. No, yeah. but you're in better shape now. I feel like this right. is it. This is time for you know. This is this is time for you to feel good about. Take your shirt off now, yeah, and nope. then you can look at it. You'll feel yep. you'll look at it and you'll look, look nope. at the progress that I've made from the time I was a player. Yeah, try it again. Mike. Not happening. Try it yeah. again. Come yeah. on, oh there we You whoa. see, all right, a little higher. Mike, I am telling you, higher. you look great. I mean, yeah, look yeah. at those guns. Jesus wow. Christ! He looks what are you great. benching now?
3: All right, I just cramped up. I haven't benched <laughs> since I got my first. My second shoulder operation, which is a reconstruction in 1989, I haven't bench-pressed since. Mm. (laughs) Really?
0: At the height, though, what were you benching
3: at the height? Uh, When I did one, my one max in when I was with the Oilers, I think it was about 440, 450 (sighs) What? I listen. I was not a very strong lifter. I mean, I didn't. I you a lot of guys. There were guys benching over five. Hell, Larry mm. Allen benched seven hundred pounds. He was a freakazoid <laughs> with with the Cowboys. I was glad I retired before I had to play against him. No, I mean that was at the absolute peak, Billy. Of one time getting it when I was the strongest while my body was still okay. I have never been close to that since. I was not a strong lifter. Mm. There are so many guys that are so much stronger at lifting. Mm. 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 (laughs) Take your shirt off. Take Take, your shirt off. Take it off. No, I'm not taking my shirt off. off, Take it off. Take it off. No, when I do it at home in front of my wife, she makes sure the lights are off. OK, <laughs> Wow.
0: Uh, Mike, let's uh, let's let's switch over to college here uh, with Michigan. Where are you at with this? Now, the NCAA is getting involved. The Big Ten's getting involved. The only one not getting involved is Michigan, which I love. Uh, where are you at with all this? So
3: so here's what here's what I think is going to happen. Michigan are the big 10 can discipline, but I still haven't read anywhere or seen anywhere or been told by anybody that they can do any more than fine the school or the team or suspend the coach. Right. Because we know what all the ADs who were bitching and moaning to the commissioner were saying. They want them locked out of the postseason. Yes. Right. And the commissioner's like to himself, wait a minute. Listen, guys. <laughs> Having a a Big Ten team, or maybe two if it falls possibly right, in the college football playoffs brings a hell of a lot of money into this. So that's not happening. And I don't even know if he has the the power to say you're not going to the postseason, meaning the Big Ten championship and or the college football playoffs, which is separate from the NCAA, by the way. So I don't think he can do that. So the most you're going to get, I would say, is a two-game suspension. And you know what? It doesn't matter. I know Michigan's going to Penn State. (laughs) Michigan's going to roll Penn State. I agree. Penn State has a good record. They're not as good as their record against top teams as far as I'm concerned. They don't throw the ball vertical enough. Michigan is going to pound them. And they're going to win that game by double digits, in my opinion. And they're they're going to beat Ohio State. They're going to go undefeated. And they're going to be in the Final Four. So nothing is going to even – so I don't see the Big Ten doing any more than a two-game suspension – and then literally I'm not being facetious when I say this, we'll get the NCA ruling on this in probably 2026. <laughs> They're that slow.
0: Right.
3: Uh, I I'm serious. No, I know. And, and, I know uh, you are. It's funny. They'll vacate and, the championship by the way, then, right. There was a great article in the Athletic by a coach an assistant coach for a team that's not on Michigan's schedule. And he is the sign stealer for that said team. Mm. And when I say sign stealer, I don't mean illegal sign stealing. You can steal signs. You can sit there and watch a game. You can watch uh, uh, coaches' footage, the game footage on TV, and steal signs. And that's perfectly legal. And that's what so many teams do. And this guy was saying Michigan just crossed the line. They left the paper trail. They were stupid about doing it. So they should get punished but all teams do this. right? And, and, and the one guy said, I heard Deion Sanders say that, yeah, you can mail a, a, a game plan, but you still have to execute it. And this guy said, I wish we played Colorado. I'll show Deion just how, how much of an advantage you have if you know the <laughs> signals. And, and you know what? Every coach does it, and people say, is it really an advantage? Everybody wouldn't be trying to do it if there wasn't some advantage. Is it the absolute difference in every game? No, absolutely not. Can it give you a little bit of an advantage? absolutely can and what coach out there isn't trying for an advantage but the way they did it went about it with the connor you know stallion with the porn name it's awesome working. Though. yeah you know i mean just incredible And right. then, so however they get hammered i don't know how bad they'll get hammered but you got a couple of years before that happens
1: connor stallions though an yeah. all-time,
0: hero. an, yeah. an all-time yeah, Michigan man. Yes, You agree with that, yes. right? Yeah, soon to be an Alabama guy, though.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, you know what? He's a gun for hire is what he is.
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: but the whole I'm not going to cooperate. I'm not going to oh. say anything. Like, well,
3: listen, that's why we're going to get a job somewhere else. He mm-hmm. knows stitches get stitches, man. He wow. ain't bringing anything up.
0: Let's go to Mississippi and Georgia. Mississippi, Lane Kiffin, they go down to Athens this week. Mike, that's going to be a sneaky, tough game for Georgia, I think.
3: Oh, I think it definitely is. Uh, yeah. I mean, I still like Georgia in this. I still think they can control the ball enough. We know with uh um with Mississippi and what Lane Kiffin likes to do. You know, I have the quarterback, uh, who is it, uh, Jackson Dart, uh whip the ball around. He's got eight or what, sixteen or eighteen touchdowns and only a handful of interceptions. Um, so I, I I kind of they they've run the ball more than they've thrown the ball, which would be good to be able to control the ball that way. Um but I, I still like Georgia overall. I think it'll be closer. I don't know what the spread is on this game. Uh, I, I'm not sure, but I think it's, it's Georgia be a minus close ten, game. somewhere in
0: that neighborhood. Mike, minus ten. Oh,
3: it is about to still around double digits. Yeah, huh? I, yeah I, nine. I don't. I don't think it'll be a double digit game. I, th- I think Lane will, will keep a little closer than that.
0: All right, Utah, any shot at Washington. Washington, big win last week. They're undefeated. So, They're, they should be in the playoff. We'll see.
3: Well, well, the thing about them is right now, Oregon is playing better. What a what a juxtaposition we're gonna have. Crazy. If Oregon and Washington get to the Pac 12 game and Oregon beats Washington, now each of their only losses has been to each other. Right. But Oregon's was late one of the, the last game, right before the final playoff push, the final four are made. Washington has not been looking that great. Now, Utah, I don't know if their offense can put up points the way USC's offense did, but Utah is known for their defense without question. Um, So that's going to be the big matchup to me because Penix Jr. and those 2,000-yard receivers from last year are back and just what they're able to do offensively, they're going to score points I don't think Utah can keep up with that. So I, I see Washington continuing on.
0: Oregon and USC. That game's at Oregon. Um, no, you're saying no. The defense is no, so No, Oregon's bad, playing Mike. too well yes. right now. Yeah. I, I think mm-hmm.
3: Oregon's playing better than Washington right now. And I, I picked Washington in the beginning of the year to be one of the final four. And I'll still hold that because they're right there and going to have the shot for it. Oregon's playing so well right now. And USC's defense is awful. I know they fired... Uh, Alex Grinch, the defensive coordinator, that defense had been awful. We know the offense at times can put up points. So there were a couple of games, a Notre Dame game and the one after that, that where Caleb um, Williams struggled a bit. So we have seen them struggle at times. But for the most part, they can put up pretty good points. But Oregon's defense is pretty damn good defense. They get to the quarterback, and their that USC defense is not very good. So I think Oregon is really peaking at the right time. So I think this will be I, I think this will be a comfortable win for Oregon.
1: Mike, Clemson, and what, what happened? Clemson. Wow, Billy, that was
3: uh, obviously Tyler from Spartanburg, the call-in guy for uh, for that that ticked off Dabo, yeah. is going to take credit a bit for of the fire, win. Yeah, saying yeah, that that he, he should. jacked he up Coach Clemson, uh, yeah. Dabble for this. Speaking Listen, of,
1: this, speaking of fire, yeah. hot seat for Marcus or
3: no, not one bit. No. So don't even okay. start it, or yeah. I'll reach through this just asking and punch face. I mean, so um, fair question. Clemson was not as bad as four and four. They've had a lot of turnovers, and Notre Dame played a back. They, they didn't play well. They just the the offense has been kind of spinning its wheels for a bit. The defense had been playing lights out, absolutely lights out, Um, uh, blitzing and putting pressure and creating turnovers. And they weren't they weren't at that level against Clemson, and they needed to be more at that level because the offense had been sputtering a little bit, and they just weren't there. Notre Dame had the running game going early with Audric Estime, and it, it wasn't going in the second half at all. Credit Clemson, and it was one of those, we just got the tickly applications from Notre Dame mm. for all the possible bowl scenarios that they could go to. Right Anywhere from the freaking pinstripe bowl, to the fiesta bowl that yeah. was the options well now take all the new year's six bowls out of it yeah you can cross yeah. off the fiesta yeah, they, Bowl. they won't right. get into one of those
4: Forget about that where
0: is this right mike for you in, in terms of all-time disappointing seasons for notre dame yeah it has no to be i there. mean
3: listen oh mike, I, you know, you were, it, mike you were so happy you mm-hmm. had the quarterback you were ecstatic. I was, yes, yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
3: i was just i thought the offense would, would run a little smoother mm-hmm. than it did it did not um, but you know, I look at the losses. They were right there with Ohio state could have very easily won that game. Mm-hmm. The freaking Louisville game, man, that one, that one, that one surprised me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Right. Um, but like I said, I thought they played Ohio state really well. This Clemson one. They just, they play bad. So I think they'll win their last two. They'll end up nine and three. You know, is it the greatest season? Absolutely not. Is it the worst? No, not at all. I I'm still a believer in Marcus. Sam Hartman won't be there next year. Will they go in the portal to get another quarterback? Or they have this guy, Steve Angeli, who, who throws a great ball uh, as well. Will he be the guy? They have a couple of four- or five-star quarterbacks in the next couple of years uh, that are coming in. So, no, I, I think he recruits so well. Let's give him time to get a recruiting class through to see where he's going to be. All right.
1: Mike I'm looking it up it looks like you might you guys might be back at the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl this year Could be yeah. could be yeah.
3: And like uh, I went last year. Today. Yeah, because get, it was against Darius yeah. Rucker. You're going back to
1: Jacksonville games. this year, or in the past no? On that one? Not
3: unless I'm in. Not unless I'm in the owner's <laughs> suite with another star who gets us in there,
0: mm. <laughs> like Darius did. All right, Mike. We uh, we appreciate it as always. Check him out. Go Joe and Golick, eight to ten a.m. on the DraftKings Network and wherever you get your podcast. Sunday Night Football, Westwood One, Jets and Raiders with Mikey A. What a weekend, Mike. Mm. Woo. Let's go! God bless football, Golic. God
3: bless football, one and all.
0: Billy, yeah, very exciting. The authority of college football. He is the authority on college football. He is Paul Feinbam. Got to know him a little bit when we were at ESPN. Not as not as well as I would have liked to get to know him, but uh, he is a fascinating guy and he is the authority on college football on all things college football. Uh, Paul, do I have that right?
5: Uh, I think uh, I will, I will, I will, I will agree to that. I like that. <laughs> well,
0: of course you will uh, check out his show three to seven every day on the SEC network. Paul, is Michigan good?
5: What's that? Is Michigan good? Yes, I, I do think they're, I'm sorry. I. I That's okay. I, have, I haven't been asked a football question in so long I was a little caught off guard. That, right, because all you're all you're doing actual, is answering this about conversation. <laughs> right. Uh they they are I'll sound like one of these talking heads on ESPN now, but you know they're very well balanced. Uh, they've got a good quarterback, they've got two great running backs, um and and they have a really good offense. But, uh, having said all that, there's no way really to support what I just got through saying because right now Michigan has played a collection of high school teams, uh junior high teams and one or two really good uh Military Institute teams. Finally, Saturday they see they see a legitimate opponent. They see Penn State. Now they don't have a legitimate coach in James Franklin, but they're a legitimate football team. (laughs) Please expand on James Franklin. (laughs) I love that you just threw that in there,
0: Paul. And that's what I love about you. You give the information with a little hot take. James Franklin. Will he ever win a big game?
5: No, Uh, and you know I'm I'm not going to give you the qualifier. Well, uh, that could all change Saturday. That's not going to change Saturday. Oh. That's why I said what I did. <laughs> I mean, this guy has one legitimate victory in ten years, and somehow, and I want him to. If he ever, if he ever gets fired and becomes a a talent agent, I want him representing me. <laughs> he was able, like two years ago, to leak his name for Southern Cal and LSU and all the Michigan State, all these other schools, whatever, and and, and he was able to get like a hundred million dollar deal, and he still hasn't done anything yet. I mean, try. I I was about to say try doing that in our industry, but there are a couple of people that are getting away with that in our industry.
0: You're looking at one of them.
5: (laughs) I I didn't want to be the the, the guy that 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 got invited to the party and and started, uh, you know, pointing fingers. I mean, I, I respect you guys. Not much, but some. Well, we appreciate it. What, what little you, what little respect you have for us. We appreciate that little respect. Well, I mean, first of all, you guys did something for me that nobody's ever done. You had that, uh, you have to re- help, help remind me, I'm getting old, uh, what that little thing was. Oh, the in, fine the bucket. Old studio. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that 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 gave me a lot of cred, uh, you know, when I traveled the country.
1: Paul, is it crazy to you that Alabama somehow has positioned themselves as this scrappy underdog story this year <laughs> that's just right. kind of hanging yes. in there and maybe they'll just make it?
5: It is a true genius of Nick Saban. Uh, and. You guys may remember the third week of the year, Alabama went down to South Florida, played in the rain, and uh, Milroe did not play. The new narrative on that is that Nick. This is callers to the Feinbaum Show. Um, it's it's not a Mensa Club, but it, it's it, this is what they said uh, <laughs> that Saban did that purposely. Oh, uh, he wanted to prove to his assistant coach Tommy Reese uh, that his guy Tyler Buckner from Notre Dame couldn't 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 play, and by doing so. Uh, he now got everybody calmed down, and Milrow <laughs> was the starter. That's not exactly the way it went down. Milrow uh, was very uh, petulant, I'm told, after the Texas game. But it's a good narrative, and when you when it comes to the legends of the game, and Nick Saban is the biggest right now, it's the new narrative. It's the new story. Saban has this all figured out, and he also has, to your point, the, the underdog thing worked out. I mean, nobody, expects that. nobody expected Alabama to beat anybody this year, and they have just simply rolled up a bunch of wins. Now, do they have a what I would call a great win? No. Uh, they've beaten Ole Miss at home and LSU at home and Texas A&M, which is about a 4-5 or five or whatever lost team on the road. Uh, so far, uh, they've done about what Alabama always does. But they have a
0: chance for a great win, and that's if they get that win, they're in,
5: right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and they're capable of it.
0: I just want to be clear on this. This is according to your callers, okay? He put a quarterback in who's not his best quarterback risked another loss to South Florida, which would have been very embarrassing, just so he could be right. Mm-hmm.
5: Right. That is correct. And That's, by the way, it, it, it's not only uh, I have a friend who's a radiologist who uh, was listening to me on Monday and and I kind of scoffed at a caller and she said, the guy's absolutely correct. I'm saying I am uh, I hope I hope if I'm you know got some kind of growth going on in my brain uh, that you're not the radiologist reading the x-rays. The
1: thing that you guys are not taking into account, though, is Coach Saban's in complete control. He's not going to get to the point of a loss. He'll get you right up to the line and he'll make sure they don't lose the game so that he can prove that point.
5: Yeah. And, and by the way, Nick Saban is, is afraid of Tommy Reese. Who's I think 31 years old. Right. Uh, and he's the offensive coordinator. I mean, I can see maybe Saban uh, having difficulty a year ago with Bill O'Brien Uh Remember Bill O'Brien? He's a well regarded coach. Yeah. He's now with the Patriots. Um, but, but I can't imagine him caring what a thirty one year old offensive coordinator thinks of him. All right, Paul, thank you so much. The the ball fine show,
0: three to seven Eastern on the SEC network and all over your college football coverage everywhere on ESPN. Paul, we do appreciate it. We miss you, sir.
4: Pleasure was mine. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust.
6: What's up, Stu? What's happening? What's going on, man? How are you? I'm good, my brother. I'm good.
1: A little birdie told us, Marcus, that you've been at Saban's Pond fishing. Is that true? On
6: his lake? When we were in BR, I used to all the time. Yeah. When I was in college, yeah, Used to all the time, man. Catfish. His wife, Miss Terry, used to go restock it because I used to catch so many out of there. Did Saban fish with you? Hell no. He was busy trying to game plan, man. <laughs>
0: What do you mean he was busy trying to game plan? Yeah,
6: he he was trying to he was trying to get ready for the next Saturday. I was trying to get away from him, but be by him.
1: <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw the news that came out today, but Nick Saban down here in Miami just bought two Mercedes Benz dealerships for six hundred fifty million dollars. Ain't that a beautiful that.
6: thing, man? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it Boy, the college football is amazing. Incredible. I mean, Incredible, to, think right? that, to think that kids could make money just two years ago off. They name image. and like this man. Crazy 600,
0: world. $650 million.
6: Such a, an amateur sport. <laughs> You don't see bitter at all, Marcus. <laughs> man, listen. And I love I love it. He he has a lot to do with how my life was able to turn out with football. But lord have mercy, man. I was just actually talking to one of my my good friends. He was like, "Dude, could you imagine if you would have had NIL when you were at LSU? Oh, the league would have been a pay cut." <laughs>
1: Well, that's why we're seeing some players stay for six, seven years now. I mean, Sam Hartman's been
6: there for a decade. I'm (laughs) telling you, I would have stayed too.
0: Right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're going to arrive at that place, right, Marcus, where the offers from college to stay in college are going to exceed the offers, the rookie contract scale in the NFL, and guys are going to decide to stay in college longer, right?
6: I'll stay one more year. Listen, it's it's about to happen to – it's about to happen to a lot of these women's women's basketball players. Yeah. Like that's a real thing. Um yeah. but yeah, hey man, you fight for what's good and what's good is happening for these kids right now. I heard you're going back this weekend to celebrate the 20th anniversary of your championship. 20 years, man. That I mean, when they when they when I got the email like six months ago, I was like, does this mean I'm aging rapidly? <laughs> 20 years since that national championship. Yeah, but I it am, does, Marcus. I'm sorry. I know <laughs> Stu, I know. <laughs> Stu, I did not need you to reiterate that, okay? <laughs> but, but nah, man, it was uh it was it was a, it's it's an honor, man. It's it's absolutely uh fantastic. And see the guys too, man. Like I haven't seen a lot of my teammates in 20 years almost. You had to pick six in that game, right? You know it. You know it. They still talk about it like it happened yesterday. <laughs> um, but 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 you know I thought I thought 2019 with Joe Burrow then was still some of my thunder, but I'm still holding true.
2: Spears, what's the place you got to go back to when you go to Baton Rouge? Where's the place you got to end up? Oh
6: man, I know it's, you love your food, man. Restaurant called Paul Rans, bro. Mm. pa Rans, pa Rans in Louisiana uh, language is uncle, right? So <laughs> it's like your godfather, your uncle, and Paul Rans has a fried Cornish hen with dirty rice Mm. and then you get the uh barbecue shrimp before you eat that and when you get done you just go pass out you gotta have (laughs) a drink too like this will be the first time i have a drink in i don't know two years but i'm definitely gonna drink so i'm gonna probably be drunk guys
0: (laughs) Mm. (laughs) that's okay i enjoy it man it's your 20th anniversary hey man for
6: you you only get one of them
0: uh, by the way, when you were at Saban's house, like we had Jalen Hurts on. We've had other guys on. They tell us, some, you know, tales of Sabin taking him out on the boat and trying to throw him off the boat on a on a float, on a raft
6: behind it, like water skiing. <laughs> Did he do that to you? No, nah, so we we didn't have them types of body of waters in Louisiana. You get your ass ate up by an alligator, you get thrown off of uh, in the tube. <laughs> no, he would do it at Saban's house. Sabin would do it at Saban's house. That's oh, he-, he would do it Oh, at the lake behind yeah. his house. No, so, you know, we were in Louisiana at that time, man. All he had was he had a little pun. He didn't do all, you know, coincidentally, he didn't do all of that with us. The the, the guys Mm. from Alabama get much better treatment than we got. Right. But he was he still trying to have my money. Yeah, and he was still trying to uh put his skin in the game. Now he's just an OG vet, so he can do what the hell he wants to do. <laughs> well, he is. He's buying Mercedes dealerships. Yeah. Two of them. Don't forget right. two. two. Two of them. 650 million.
0: Uh Marcus Spears is an NFL analyst for ESPN who appears daily on NFL Live and weekly on Monday Night Countdown. Uh we t- we talked about basketball for a moment there briefly. I don't think people realize. Uh Marcus, you were, I think, Gatorade player of the year for Louisiana yeah, uh, in high school playing hoops. Like how close were you? Was there ever a decision, hoops or football? And how close were you to playing hoops?
6: Oh, hundred percent. A hundred percent. It was uh it was a it was a big deal. Um my if I would have played basketball, I was gonna go to Georgetown and play for John Thompson. Wow. Um, they recruited me, gave me a full full uh, offer and for a full ride to go play, but Georgetown football program <clears throat> um didn't didn't exist. So I think for me it was it was a decision made by by default. But I got recruited everywhere, Stu. Duke, Carolina, Syracuse, all of the schools, all of the blue bloods. Um but coincidentally, and and a reason for it, like at that time, the football programs <laughs> weren't good at any of the high level basketball schools. Oh, you wanted to play both, right? I wanted to play both. I yeah. wanted to play both. Um, I th- and, and if I would have fully committed to basketball, I don't know where it would have taken me. But I know for sure I could have had an overseas career, right? Um, but you know, NBA, I played with a lot of guys and had a lot of the skill set and did a lot of the things that guys from my era went to the NBA and did for a long time. Um, So there's no doubt in my mind, I could have played in the NBA, just don't know how effective um, or how long of a career it would have been, but I definitely had the skill level and the ability to play, play there.
0: That's amazing. So the NFL felt like a you felt better about making it in the NFL for for a longer period of time than you did in the NBA.
6: For sure. Boring, you know, injury, obviously, was always a thing that I would talk about with my my close friends and family about, hey, man, you know, the NFL career is short. And, you know, I had real and I don't get into it much, but I had real conversations about like if I'm going to play basketball or football, it was like it wasn't like, oh, you're a football player that play basketball really good when you decide to play back it was like no are you gonna be a full committed basketball player and go to the next level or are you gonna play football and honestly like we were so broke when I was growing up I knew football was more of a sure thing for me barring I didn't get injured I knew that I had the ability to like get drafted highly and get money right off the bat and really that was my that was my goal in college I know I know it's blasphemous to say but mm-hmm. I went to college to go to the NFL. I didn't go to college. I wasn't thinking about a degree and all that shit. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. It I was wasn't. a bridge to the NFL. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did. I did. I was I was good in school, very smart. Um, but school in college for me was more of a necessity to – be a eligible than it was. I wasn't going in classes with like, oh, I can't wait to get this engineering degree. I went to class. Like I have to pass this so I can stay eligible and play and get to the NFL. What do you make of what's happening with Michigan here? It's crazy, man. I don't. So initially I didn't, I downplayed it. Cause I'm like, everybody still signs. We all know that right. <laughs> as a football player, but when yeah. you start uncovering the layers and I think it's about the length, right? Like the length, they, potentially went to in order to steal signs. Um, And I think that's the part that you get to a point where you're getting an unfair advantage. And I'm a big integrity of the game guy because, and not for some politically correct reason or the NCAA, all you want as an athlete is for it to be an even playing field within the parameters of how much information you can gather that may give you an advantage, right? So what I mean is we sit in a meeting room all week long to get ready for a game. And if I see something while I'm in that film session from a player or a coach or something that's going on and I pick up on that and it becomes a theme, you damn right. I'm going to tell everybody, Hey man, when the quarterback, I'll give you an example. So when we used to play Ben Roethlisberger when he was in 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 pit, right, and every time Ben would get under center, his I, it, either his left or right heel would be up off the ground a little bit, and most of like a lot of times when quarterbacks get the snap, their heels are flat footed, so they'll get the snap, they'll back out flat footed and get ready to throw a pass. Well, Ben right before the snap, he would just raise his heel up an inch or two. And that's how we knew the ball was about to be snapped. Wow. So in in like in years of playing Pittsburgh after the games, we would them guys would always ask us, like, bro, how are y'all getting off the ball so fast? And we never told them, but it was because Ben was 6'5, 260. Right. He had to get momentum going before the actual snap came to get back into his drop. So, Stu, that's the type of football, like, you can't get into that on TV, right? But that's the type of film study and little things that we would look for when we play.
0: All right, Marcus, I don't mean to put you in a bad spot here. I really don't. I know you're going to see him this weekend, but I am wondering, you love LSU. Like, you love LSU, man. Guys who went to LSU, they love that school. But, Stu, you know I
6: ain't going to lie to you. Just ask the question. All right, Brian Kelly, the right guy? I don't know yet. Jury's okay. still out, okay? Right. Look, here's the thing in Baton Rouge, man. Last year, Brian Kelly went to the SEC championship, right. and there were people that were ready to find a new coach. Now, I'm not unrealistic in that regard, right? Like, that's a good season. when you, I know how hard it is to get to an SEC championship. That's a really good season in your first year. Here's what I'll say about Brian Kelly. He has a winning history. But your winning history at LSU don't matter unless it's national championships like that. That is the standard that's been set there. It's like, yeah, you could be good and you could float along. But ultimately, if you don't get to the pinnacle, then you are you weren't worth being the the the, the, co- the head coach of LSU. And Saban started that to his credit. Nick Saban started that. Les Miles carried it through. Then Ed O came in had the greatest team in LSU history, and now Brian Kelly, who left Notre Dame having success, been being to national championships. I think he's realizing unfairly, maybe unjust. Hey man, we're not enamored with a ten win season. Like nobody, we all gonna leave feeling like crap if we win ten games and don't have and play in the not the knock bowl games, but play in the Capital One Bowl. All right you know so i i think the jury is still out and it's new right like edo was so louisiana dude it was going to be so hard to follow up from a from a palpable from a field standpoint this is one of our own like you can't come in with that type of thunder especially after edo won the national championship how we talked about his voice the like he was a dude Right, So Brian Kelly is buttoned up. He's clean. He comes from Notre Dame where people don't curse and pee on the side of the street. Right, So it's just a different, it's a whole different element for him. And I think what you do in the first couple of years at LSU is you have to show that you are trending towards having dominance. And this year was a step back from the previous year. So I think this third year, unfortunately, is going to be critical. For Brian Kelly and where this program can go and it all starts with recruiting and getting the right type of players in there because that's where LSU fans start at for me I think you got the right guy from a football standpoint the jury is still out if he can gather that that Louisiana kind of flair that that really puts you over the top don't you think for one second in 2019 when they went on that run and went undefeated and won a national championship that Ed O. Persona didn't have a lot to do with wins. It had a hell of a lot to do with how them dudes played and how they won games. The top five college
0: team I've ever seen, Marcus. It was that good.
6: Me too. The only one Uh, I put in front of them is that Miami, that Miami squad. The Miami early 2000s? Early 2000s. And I would still take Joe Burrow over Dorsey, so that's a close, that's a close one.
0: (laughs) It is. (laughs) It really is. I would have liked to have seen that game, man. For real. Uh, Marcus Spears is an NFL analyst for ESPN, who appears daily on NFL Live and weekly on Monday Night Countdown, also celebrating his 20th anniversary of winning his national championship at LSU this weekend. Uh, Before we let you go here, Marcus, and we do appreciate the time, Cowboys, good enough to make it to the Super Bowl?
6: Nope. Really? Nope. Um, Let me say this, though. This is why football is hard, because there is always luck involved in getting to a Super Bowl always like dude, we 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 analyze and we love to find these weaknesses and strengths but but you guys know that when you go through the last 20 years of Super Bowl runs it's been a moment or two in those team season where they had nothing to do with them winning (laughs) and Dallas is good enough to get themselves to that point and what you that's why the playoffs are so that's why you hear everybody say, just get in the tournament, just get in the tournament. And the great thing about football is the best team doesn't always win. The 2007 Giants were not better than the New England Patriots, brother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's yes. just the way it goes. So. Right. But I they think, were that day. Right. They won that day. So when you ask me, are they good enough? Yes. Because if, if things go the right way. If you're saying straight up, are they the best team? No, Philly's the best team in the NFC as a whole when you start talking about 22 guys on the field at any given time. But can Dallas get to the, to the Super Bowl with things going? Yeah, I don't think they're going to beat no – I don't think they beat the top-tier teams just straight up, down for down going. But a turnover, a fumble, a kickoff return, um, some terrible – pin. I mean, we saw the, um, the game against Philly – Dude, you get a defensive pass interference and then yep. you get a rough in the pass and you end up on the seven yard line, yeah. right? Dallas don't yeah. have nothing to do with that.
0: No, but I mean, didn't. Marcus, Marcus, member of the Rams wanted and that, you know, Tampa Bay should have picked that pass off. From Pick the pass off. Dude, I'm over. telling you, right. Jimmy right.
6: Garoppolo misses a wide ass open wide receiver to beat Kansas yeah. City in the first. Right. Like, yes. so it's just. Kansas City don't have nothing to do with that. The receiver right. is behind your secondary, and Jimmy Garoppolo had time to throw the ball. Right. They didn't make the play. You didn't do anything to affect that, right? So it, it always takes that, man. Like, and and I think um, you know, when it comes to Dallas, the the issue that I have, because I want them to win so bad, Stu. I want y'all, guys. I want them to win a Super Bowl so bad. <laughs> I am going to rip the desk out of the floor on first take if the Cowboys win a Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm destroy the the freaking studio. But the, the the thing is, man, um, is when you look at Dallas and you ask, do, well, do they have what it takes to get to a Super Bowl? Player wise, they have some pieces. They, it never goes their way, bro. Like this is what we've been talking about. It never goes our way. It even when I was playing, we we are kicking a extra punt, and Romo fumbled a snap. We are going, we are going into New York in the playoffs, and we have beat them twice in the regular season, and they we, they beat us in the playoff and go win the Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> Like, so Dallas, man, it's all it's I don't know if we cursed. I don't know what it is. But, um, yeah, I, I think I think a little luck is going to have to be on their side, but it has to be on everybody's side. They will get in the tournament, though.
0: Uh, Mark, it's always great catching up with you, man. You are awesome. You're fantastic. And yes, when you rip that desk out, just throw it at Stephen A., okay? Hell (laughs)
6: yeah. Hell
0: yeah.
6: (laughs) Much love, fellas. I appreciate y'all, man. All right.
0: Enjoy the weekend, man. Happy anniversary. 20 years, first national – well, your only national championship. Pick six in that game. But I know you love going back to that place, so enjoy it, man. All right, brothers. It is time for this week's edition of Stu Gots, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code STU for a special offer when you sign up. That's code STU only at DraftKings Sportsbook. College football, week 11. We are inching closer to the playoffs. 7-5 a week ago, 56-48-5 on the season SMU minus 16 and a half they're taking on North Texas SMU wins they cover SMU by 21 points at home big game this weekend Michigan minus four and a half they're at Penn State buy it down to four take Michigan take the cheaters Michigan wins they cover Michigan by 14 points on the road at Penn State Kansas minus three and a half they're taking on Texas Tech Buy it down to three. Take Kansas. Kansas wins. They cover Kansas by 10 points. Liberty, minus 13 and a half. Take it on Old Dominion. Buy it down to 13. Liberty, they win. They cover. Liberty, by three tutties, 21 points. Washington, minus nine and a half at home. Take it on Utah. I'm taking Washington here. They win. They cover. Washington, by 17 points at home. Wisconsin, minus 10. Buy it down to nine and a half. Wisconsin wins. They cover Wisconsin by 14 points at home. Mississippi plus 10 and a half. Going to Athens. Taking it on Georgia. Mississippi. They're not going to win the game, but they are going to cover. Georgia wins. Mississippi covers Georgia by four points at home. Texas minus 10 at TCU. Buy it down to nine and a half. I'm taking Texas here. They win. They cover Texas by 21 points on the road. Oregon, minus 15 against USC. Oregon wins by 35 points at home over Caleb Williams and USC. NC State, minus 2.5 at Wake Forest. I'm taking the Wolfpack here. NC State wins, covers. They win by 7 points at Wake Forest. Houston, minus 2.5. Taking on Cincinnati. Cincinnati, not very good. Houston, pretty good. And when you have not very good versus pretty good, I take pretty good. Houston, minus two and a half. They win. They cover the Cougars by a touchdown. We go to the NFL. Week 10, three and four a week ago. 33-34 on the season. Let's get to the games. We go to Frankfurt. The Colts take it on the Patriots. Colts minus one and a half. They win. They cover the Colts by a touchdown. Belichick gets fired. Ravens minus six. Take it on the Browns. Chris Sims told us a couple of weeks ago. Ravens, best team in the NFL. I took them last week. They won. They covered. I'm taking them again this week. They're gonna win. They're gonna cover. Ravens by 10 points at home over the Cleveland Browns. Jags at home taking on San Francisco. Big game this weekend. Jags plus three at home. Not getting the respect they probably deserve. Buy it up to three and a half. Why not? The Jags win the game outright. They win by four points at home over San Francisco. Saints, minus two and a half at the Vikings. Derek Carr starting to look a little more comfortable in that Saints offense and the defense. Very good. Vikings, I hate doing this to Josh Dobbs. I don't want to bet against him, but I have to. Saints, minus two and a half. They win. They cover Saints by 10 points on the road. The Steelers, I'm not betting against Mike Tomlin. Ever Minus three. They're taking on the Packers. Jordan Love, not good. Buy it down to two and a half. Steelers at home. Steelers win. They cover. Steelers by a touchdown over the Packers. Chargers, plus three. Take it on the Lions. That game is in L.A. Lions, really good. Chargers, they're getting there. Uh, I would buy it up to three and a half. I do think the Chargers are going to win the game outright. I do. The Chargers win the game by four points at home. The Giants, they're bad. They're taking on the Cowboys. They're good. The Giants, they're starting Tommy DeVito. (laughs) Ho, 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 ho. It's a big spread. Cowboys minus 16 at home, but I'm taking them. Cowboys win by 24 points over the Giants. Commanders plus six at Seattle. I like the Commanders. I like Sam Howell. He gets sacked a lot, but he also makes a lot of great plays. Commanders, they don't win the game. Seattle wins by a field goal, but I'm taking the Commanders here. They cover the spread. Raiders, plus one, taking on the Jets at home. I can't bet on the Jets anymore, okay? This is a win-win for me. Raiders are plus one. They win, I win the bet. Jets win, I'm happy. Doesn't matter. I'm taking the Raiders here. They win by four points at home. And finally, Denver, plus seven and a half at Buffalo. I don't know what's going on in Buffalo. They're going to win this game, but they're not going to cover. Buffalo by four. Those are the picks, everyone. Good luck.
2: What's up, heartbreaker?
0: (laughs) Heartbreaker, huh? Breaker
2: breaker of hearts.
7: Yeah. (laughs) hey it, it was a collective effort um to break your hearts so it wasn't just <laughs> me you can't blame me well i should thank
0: you because you let me off the hook with your charity i mean i appreciate it <laughs> man oh yeah what was i forgot what was the, he uh, said the that he, i sold nuts store and give you two thousand dollars there was no agreement
2: <laughs> there was no agreement there was hollow promises oh, you went yes. out and did two you went out and did two the hard way Austin. good for you yeah there we go thank, thank
7: you so, for yeah, letting was, me off the hook it was man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was a rugged win. I'll say that, you know, defense came through and so did special teams uh, offense. We got to get our butts going. Um, I can't drop the flipping ball. Gosh, I had like three drops, which was which were killer. Two on third down and one that had some room to run. So um, guess what? We got another week to get back and get myself back in a rhythm. Um, And we'll we'll put it together. First, first Detroit.
0: Austin, it's uh, it's so funny. Congratulations, by the way. You have a Sunday 420 game, like a normal game, finally. Congratulations to you. Finally, yes. finally, yeah. Yes. This last couple
7: couple days have been wild. Like we had time change, right, which pushed it all back another hour. And then we went to the East Coast. And then so after the game, we stayed out there and then flew back in the morning. It feels like my body is just like, what is happening? Because the time change and now we're back in, you know, uh, in New York and now we're flying back and now I'm back and now we have another day off. And so my body's like, where's the routine at? And so finally getting back into the routine,
0: you know, today and tomorrow. So yeah, I feel like I just time traveled there for a little bit. I'm glad you uh, I'm not I'm not glad that you dropped the ball, though I was when you were dropping them, to be honest with you. But what's wrong with you? I I don't know. I'm a Jet fan. man. what do you want from me? I mean, that's the fandom right there speaking. I get it. Thank you. But I was thinking because I love to get inside the athlete's mind. Like I imagine even after a victory record, four and four team is starting to play a little bit better. You mentioned the offense. It has to get better and it probably will. Uh, but I was guessing that even in that scenario, two touchdowns, a victory, you had a good game that the thing that you walked away with from that game was the three drops and it's going to bother you for the rest of time.
7: <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, as, as a competitor, you're trying to compete at the highest level. There's, there's no excuse for you to have routine plays that don't get executed. And if you continue to do that, you get yourself run out of the league. And so there's a standard that I have to hold myself to. And I do. And so, yeah, it's something that I got to get corrected and make sure it never happens again. Uh, um, and so for us, that's that's how you have to play. That's the that's the mindset that we come with every single day. And if it's not your mindset, then you're probably not going to make it far in this league.
0: You had that touchdown celebration, that little dance. Like, was that the first so time for he, that? Here's what was going on. Okay, so good. I was trying to get something. Yeah, six uh, of them.
7: <laughs> I was trying to get a group. Celebration coordinated, and I was like, hey boys, like let's get this like little train, like line, like dance line going. And um, well, obviously it, I was the only one, so I was sitting there dancing That's so trying sad. to get everyone to kind he of was. you know play a part, which would have taken a little bit of you know of the viewership off of my terrible dancing and been like, oh look, they're all doing it. And instead, I just look like a damn fool sitting there doing this little skip hop thing. And so I'm like, all right, screw, it. I'm going back to the air guitar. <laughs>
1: I was hoping there was a better
0: story than they just all left you there well, and hanging. You alone. That's so, so sad. But yeah. I got left on red, man. Uh, did you give your teammates sh-? like, "Hey guys, we are yes. ready for the celebration?"
7: Yes. <laughs> the sideline was like, "All right, boys." Like, uh, I guess no one wanted to get into the uh, the dancing the dancing train that we were going to get going, huh? And I was like, "Yeah, sorry." It's like, "Ah, oh, okay, well, whatever." All right, f me then. Um, I'll, I'll just. <laughs>
0: I'll just hit the air guitar. For those of you who didn't see the game, he had a catch where we thought it was a touchdown, and it wasn't. Then they ran the ball with Austin, and he scored a touchdown, and they threw a flag. And then they ran it again to Austin, and he got the touchdown. But I am mm-hmm. wondering, after that second time, so you, you thought you scored the first time, they challenged it, it was not a score. Then you score, flag, they take it back. Are you telling anyone, are you telling your head coach, hey, you better give this flag? ball to me i didn't do all that for nothing
7: <laughs> i think it's uh i think it's an un, kind of like an unwritten thing you right. know one of those rules where it's like hey man this guy got us down to the one let's let him finish it off and get in the end zone right um actually we ended up so the second time we ran it, it was incomplete so we tried to throw in a little pop pass to parham and it ended up being incomplete so they actually that was after i think the second after the second touchdown, that was called not a touchdown. And uh, so, yeah, they almost almost uh, gave it to somebody else. But then, No,
1: you turned around. You said, Josh Kelly, you stay on the sideline right now. You are not coming into this <laughs> right, game. You waved them off. <laughs> My charity needs $1,000, Josh. you cost us enough.
7: <laughs> I'm not looking at the sideline, that's for sure. I'm, unless <laughs> Josh is running on, you're like, heck, you're out. I'm like, okay, now get out. But, uh, yeah, if you're down on the one, you definitely want to make sure you finish uh, in the end zone, if you, especially if you're the one that got you down there.
2: Is it the kind of thing where – I don't look at the sideline because if I look, then they might, we might catch eyes and they'll pull me out. Like, I don't want, don't don't yes. call on me, so I don't look at <laughs> yeah. the teacher. I believe yeah, that's one what of those, it is. For sure. yeah. it for sure
0: is
2: you
7: know? It's like when the teacher's, you know, going around looking for someone to call on and you're just like, head down, like, not me.
1: You're running up, spotting the ball. You're like, all right, guys, let's go. Let's it's a very passive aggressive yeah. way of
0: saying, I'm not coming out, coach. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right, right, exactly. It's, yeah. Wait, so Austin, how does this work? Because you're the captain of the Chargers, you're such a great leader, and so you mentioned. Brees Hall before, and he's the next big contract. Will you have a discussion with Brees Hall about, hey, this is a responsibility you have to the rest of the guys playing this position?
7: Ooh, see, I think that's a pressure that's already put on him indirectly, whether he knows it or not, mm-hmm. just because us in all the running back positions have, hey, guys, we need guys to go out there and perform to show that our position still makes a big impact, that we really have an impact on the game, and we do that by having great individual uh, performances you know, throughout the season from guys, and so he's – Got to do nothing else differently than he's doing now, regardless if he knows it or not. I actually told him after the game, I was like, "Look, man, you're gonna be the next one. Like, keep it going." Um, And for him, he's not even thinking about it, probably. Anyway, but he he should be Austin. But he should be right. Uh, this is second year. And so your second year, you know, you're, you're so locked into just ball, 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 which is great. You're not really locked into the business side. You might have like, like in the back of your mind or have had conversations, but you know, he's still got, you know, a couple of years to go before that even pops up for him. So um, he's on the trajectory to do it, I believe. And so I think, you know, even though, his offense is struggling. He's the part of it that actually is like the spark. And to be able to do that, I think, speaks a lot of, of his skill.
0: I guess what I'm trying to say is I, I know they're go, go, go. They're young. They just got into the NFL. But you have to, I think, for the position, maybe just pause after that first or second year and just kind of evaluate where you're at, what your contract is, because it's important. Because the next thing you know, you're five years into your career, Austin. And you know how that works. Yeah. Yeah. And it's important you note know, that there's transparency in between us as
7: players as well. When we when we're just running backs in general talking about these things, and you know, with the current landscape of agencies, um, really kind of pulling off all, all into our own corner, um, a lot of that conversation is lost, and a lot of that information about what teams are thinking is lost. And um, that's something that I think we could do better with uh, with the PA. Um, it's just you know being more transparent when it comes to, Hey, like what's going on with the conversations, because we do rely on each other indirectly for the compensation. Like, Hey, you're getting compared to this player. Well, they're paying me this, this team came to me with that. And those conversations can be valuable. It doesn't mean, you know, we have to tell everything, but, you know, just even having the conversation, what's being said in the future for running backs to learn so that the old, the people that are not, in that position can know what the terms were, you know, before them. So they're not coming in like, okay, what has everyone been talking about? You know, and they could already had these kind of like set up, you know, a couple of years in advance. So I like where you're coming from. I think that's something that we could definitely look into.
2: Do you get asked by other running backs from other teams, post game, any kind of advice and stuff? I know we've seen it a few times this year. Like, do you get that?
7: Yeah, no, I haven't gotten any advice or anything like that Um, after the game. I'm more so just making sure I'm I'm dabbing up as many people as I can because I'm I'm on the executive uh, committee. And so, you know, just representing this league and making sure that I'm showing my face and and getting to meet as many guys as as I possibly can is important. Uh, But then also just catching up, especially with the running backs, like because we're in our each position is in their own like little club um, within the team. And um, we just relate the most on each team. So that's who I really try to reach out. And then I have, you know, some buddies on teams as well, but no one's, we haven't had that I don't think it's necessarily the, the appropriate place. I feel like it's more of an off season thing. Um if we're looking for, you know, stuff on contracts or even just playing, um, things like that. So and another thing, the running back position is so unique. Um, like we're all so different um when it comes to like our play styles. And so it's really hard, I think, even especially for me, to really like try to like emulate someone else um because like i have my style you know christian has his you know Brees hall is his and we're all different types of runners and have different types of strengths so um there's some some variety
1: in there some factors that with account for how do you also handle austin like players union and cba and stuff like that because like the nfl is different than the other sports in that when you guys are doing collective bargaining the stuff that's being done for the future won't impact you. So, like, if you guys take hits now, it's really impacting you. So, it has to be hard as a player in a position that, you know, you get banged up so much and in a sport where the average length of the career is so small that it's hard not to be selfish and try to give up long term benefits because I want to get
0: mine now but I think and Austin not thinks think about the future. I think he thinks it's part of the obligation you have, I would guess.
7: Yeah. And we have we have ways to protect against that um, just because there's in our structure, the executive committee, which is 11 members that are voted on um, and and voted upon from our board, which is a rep from each team. So there's 32 people uh, voting reps for for the entire um, NFL as far as our teams. And so that's where you have those bigger, bigger discussions talking about the different levels of, of priority issues, whether it's contracts, whether it's, you know, the cap, whether it's benefits. And so, yeah, there's going to be some things that benefit me right away. There's things that I might not be able to, you know, you know, uh, you know, uh, be able to get involved in with like the the cap continuing to go up every single year and minimums being raised. And so like those, the people in front of me are going to have more benefits than I did. Um, but that's why this game has been around for so long is because leadership has done a great job of not only taking care of the guys right now, but setting up an infrastructure to hope and house the guys going forward. And the game continues to get more and more popular. So there's more resources to go around. So things get more complex as of benefits of money of what you do with this, what you do with that. And, uh, you know, we're in a position, you know, with, with the board of reps and the executive committee to try to come up with the best solution that we can um, try to hold on to the gains that we've made. And, you know, there's not, it's, Every ten years, that this thing gets changed, so it's it's not like you're going to make huge changes every single time. It's a lot of incremental growth here and there um, to try to make this game safer and more profitable for for us as a whole. So. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. But for the most part, I would say we've done a pretty good job protecting ourselves and continuing to to stay safe and then get our guys um, as much as we can as far as benefits and compensation.
0: Uh, There were reports that the Jets defense, uh, the Jets offense, excuse me, was apologizing on the field as they were coming off and the defense was coming on. The Jets offense was apologizing to the defense. Did you hear any of that?
7: I didn't hear the apologizing, but I mean, we were doing the same thing. I'm like, I'm trying okay. to get you guys some points, man. Right. Like, like we're trying. Like, keep keep going, boys, because it's a team game. Seven was enough. Seven
2: was enough, Austin. <laughs> That's all
0: you needed. Right? <laughs> but the special teams got the first seven,
2: right? Yeah, they
7: did. Yeah, they did. And so, yeah. I definitely, I feel their pain. I okay. feel their pain when the defense is playing, you know, well, and you just can't get it going and you go three and out and you put them right back on the field and you're like, oh guys, I'm sorry. Like, like, ah, we're trying, like we're trying. Um, and, but I think the most important thing is, you know, I'm hoping they're staying together. I'm hoping they're, you know, coming into the locker room either today or yesterday and, and making sure that, Hey, okay, let's try to move forward. Like, obviously we had some issues, but you know, us as an offense, we have to make sure that, We stay together because if it starts turning into this drama show, then it's going to make it even worse than it already has been for them. So and look, they're four and four. So they're sitting in the same position record wise as us. So, I mean, they have everything in front of them that we do. Um, So there's no reason for them to to get like, ah, like we can't bounce back because that's what this NFL is. You get on runs, you know, sometimes it's to the losing side. But. You can always always turn it around and all of a sudden, like our defense, people are like, wow, this defense is the whole new defense. Who are these guys? I haven't seen them play like this ever this year. And so. Just comes down and makes sure you are staying together. So that's my advice to them over there: stay together, keep the leaders, leaders leading those guys, and uh, get ready for another week, another opportunity for them to get on the field and try to do something better.
0: You have Herbert; we don't. Like it's not exactly oh, yeah, apples yeah, to apples. Yeah. You know? Well, right. Hey, yeah. we, we I talked about
7: that capacity thing. You know, right. every team has a different capacity.
0: I know. You know, but here's the thing: if you play
7: a little bit higher than you know what the other team did. They might not play up to their full capacity. That's why you go out and play every single week because you never know what's going to happen. This is the NFL.
0: Was there any part of you that wanted to tell Aaron, hey, enough, man, we know you're not coming back. Like, just knock it off, like... (laughs)
7: <laughs> yeah, he's out there throwing the ball and stuff. You know, yeah, like yeah, I saw yeah. that like last week, I right, think.
0: Yeah. Um, he's he telling Derwin y'all. James. He was <laughs> telling your teammates. He was like, "Hey, I'll be back in a couple of fortnights." What? Yeah, he's just teasing y'all. <laughs>
7: he just uh, he needs to chill out. He's he's doing a good job staying around the team in the media sense, anyway. Um, right. Showing that I'm hoping he's you know giving some leadership too behind the scenes. Right, but he's not coming back.
0: You know that, right? I now mean, nah, it's impossible. Not, yeah. His yeah. Man tore his Achilles. He's yes. not coming mm-hmm. back. Exactly. right. Well, Billy but, thinks there, there's a conspiracy. It made news. We were all over the news. Maybe he didn't. We don't know. He thinks he never tore it. I didn't say I think that. I said maybe. You're right. What if? I apologize. Uh, Last thing on the way out, you have the Lions. The Lions, really good team. So uh, I'm certain you've watched film already because you guys are always on to the next game. Uh, What are you seeing with the Lions here this week? offensively they got two studs in the backfield that are running the ball and
7: uh, i think it's going to be a game that is going to be decided who can run the ball more um and so we're up we got to be up for the challenge because um, that's where we've kind of struggled these last few weeks and uh, i think it's going to come down to that because that's going to be time of possession and then turnover. So at the end of the day, running the ball and turnovers a lot of times decides who wins the game. So that's I know what I'm, we're going to be focused on if I'm focusing just on the Chargers anyway.
0: Watch out for that Hutchinson guy. He's crazy. OK, yeah. just be careful. Yeah. 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 That guy's a stud, too. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Werewolf. Is that what you call him? He is a werewolf. We <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, would oh, classify wow. him as one of those. Yes. That's the highest of honors from Austin. Texas, yes, it right is. There. For the <laughs> All right. Anything on the way out you want to promote here? Um. Yeah, actually, I have a I have a new Discord channel
7: that I've been running some events in. It's called X Games. So nice. if you want to check us out, just search us on Discord. Um, We've been doing some like group events and things like that. Like we did a trivia night. Um, We're going to do a poker tournament here in a couple weeks for like some signed gear and some Adidas gift cards. And so it's just a great place to come and hang out and you can hang out with me. And we do like Thursday night watch parties. And so, yeah, come check us out.
1: E.K.S. X Games. Correct. E.K.S.
7: Yeah. X Games on Discord.
0: All right man well uh good luck to you this week against the Lions we will uh you're tired man i can tell we'll talk to you next week You know what it's nice just to be able to
2: root for you again Austin That's Yes. Good. Yeah it's I look forward nice to it Nice to be able to root for you yes, again Yes I look well, forward to it, it.
0: Sims, have you recovered yet from the beatdown that Billy Gill gave you last that's week? He feels bad happens. about it. He's been apply- he's been texting oh, right, me all dude. week. He feels awful about it, Chris.
8: Nah, yeah, I don't. I don't care. Like you said, it just it's what we do. I don't even remember what he said to me last week. He said something <laughs> about me sucking, and that's okay. Nah. Whatever. He sucks too. We're all good.
0: <laughs> I love your guy's relationship
1: why do you want us to not like each other I don't understand this like, no no you no, no Billy like... I
0: keep trying to tell you're you a, that Chris... you're a divider that's your role you <laughs> I'm the divider I didn't say he was bad at football you did
1: okay yeah, don't yeah, lash yeah, out at that's me right. own up right. to
8: it look in the mother mirror and say I did this to myself
1: here's the thing I like Chris I'm not gonna blow smoke up his ass
0: you know
8: <laughs> right right and we understand Thank that you. so i'm not trying yeah. to
0: divide you i just I'm, i've been telling you for a while that sims really likes you he loves you yeah. and i thought it was a ridiculous thing to say and so did you that he wasn't very good at football that's
2: all <laughs> right right billy billy I, I i love you billy i'm usually yeah. on your side yeah what's that over your shoulder after you said you weren't gonna blow smoke
8: up is that what what, what is that yeah. Uh, Chris yeah, in Jersey. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Why
1: can't I support
8: him? He's my friend. Yeah. Right. And then, I What's, mean, you can't get mad at me for my job and what I did. I mean, come yeah. on. We just came on here and we were having audio problems. It was the only f- thing he's got to worry about today. Well, so I mean, he just fairness. threw three interceptions before the f- first quarter ended. I mean, not good. In fairness, Zach you debate. Wilson. You're- what?
1: You didn't pay your internet bill yesterday, so we had to change days for you.
8: (laughs) No, it wasn't that. Man, I caused a a fight in my house yesterday. Why? Well, because I was calling my my iPad was glitching so much, right? Because I had had it off for a while. So it's like it was making these updates and and getting back on, you know, Apple home sharing and iCloud backup that like simple things like hooking up to Zoom. It was like my Internet or whatever. There was so many things downloading on it it was glitching. So then I couldn't even it was glitching so bad. It was asking me for my Apple ID password. I was putting it in there and it wasn't even accepting it. So I was like, wait. I'm calling my wife while I was having you guys waiting, thinking, like, maybe she changed the Apple ID, something happened, let me get it, whatever. She wasn't answering, and she was out with a friend, and I kept calling. Oh, and she was pissed at me that I called, so, yeah, you guys owe me one. Holy crap. (laughs) We owe you one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Chris, uh, it's serious football business. I have a question for you. So last week, obviously, the Dolphins and the Chiefs played in Germany. The first half looks like the the Chiefs completely figured out the Dolphins. The Dolphins couldn't do anything. Second half, McDaniel and the Dolphins made adjustments. They were able to score two touchdowns. Moving forward, do you think that we will see more teams do... What the Chiefs did to the Dolphins? Like, did they figure out the Dolphins, or did the Dolphins now figure out these are the adjustments we need to make to those adjustments?
8: No, well, I I think they, they did a lot of cool things in their game plan. I talked about it on my, you know, one my Wednesday, like, what the f happened podcast, right? Because that's something that we got a lot of questions about. What'd they do? You know, th- there's one thing of like, hey, teams can try to do that, but ultimately, they don't most teams don't have you know the horses the players that the chiefs defense has or the eagles defense has to pose some of those problems uh, that they did to the miami dolphins i still expect the miami dolphins to be you know the most explosive offense in football you know or definitely one of the top ones for sure but what we're seeing here is that when they play good defenses and again you heard me say this after the eagles game you know when you take away some of the tricks from, you know, the McDaniel scheme, right? Oh, hey, Oh, we want to throw screens to Tyree kill. Oh, they're all over it. Oh, they fumbled and they picked it up and ran for a touchdown, right? You know, none of those plays, none of the McDaniel specials, trick screens, draw plays, Oh, shovel pass, you know, other than the reverse, nothing worked in the game. Right. And, and then again, Kansas city's defense is awesome. Billy, where they got great corners, so they can they can go every now and then and go we'll play you man to man. It's not like you know we're gonna do it every play, but if we do it you know a quarter of the game or twenty percent of the game, our guys are good enough to hang in there and and we got a feel for you. You know, and then they got a great defensive coordinator who's ultra creative. Steve Spagnuolo is one of the best in the game, and to me, always does something that I talk about when you play the Dolphins or the Eagles, and I even talked about this last year, you can't think, oh, we're gonna play sound and simple, and we'll just be like, they have too much creativity in things, so your sound and simple is gonna go out the window. They have an answer for everything. So you gotta be willing to take some tactical chances and go like, okay, I might leave this area voided here, but through my studies, it doesn't look like they tack here a lot. I'm gonna blitz the corner on one of the first plays of the game. Or I'm going to blitz the corner again when they bring in a tight slot. Or some other creative blitzes that they were very good at throughout the game. So most teams aren't going to be able to pull it off that way too. And most teams, and added to the great secondary the Chiefs have, you know, like Philadelphia too, you know, the Chiefs have great team speed. So Tyreek and Waddle don't look as fast when they're out there against those teams. But the other problem too, Billy, is that You know, your offensive line, your run game can't even get going against some of these elite defenses. That's what we're seeing. They lose the physical battle against the Eagles and the Chiefs up front, too. And that's another big piece of what makes Miami so special is, oh, you know, you're worrying about all this, the screens, the passes, the pop passes, the the plays down the field, and then you're playing past Stevens and they run the ball for 15 yards off the edge and another 20 yards up the middle. And those teams don't have to compromise themselves because they got enough good players up front Front and the back end to kind of do it all a little bit.
1: And from what you see, is that a correctable thing for Mike McDaniel or is that just like the team's Achilles heel? Like that's their personnel.
8: No, it's that, that's their personnel. What he's going to have to do is try to figure out ways of what's going to be my next thing with some of these great defenses, whether that's keeping extra guys in the block every now and then, or coming up with some different run schemes or whatever that they're going to have to figure out to yeah, move the ball against these better defenses in football. Cause that, that, that to me is the concern with Miami right now. It's just that are they going to feast on the poor all year and really struggle against the upper echelon teams in the league, right? You said two scoring drives, right? They really only had one. The other one was what they got the ball like the twenty something yard yeah. line off the strip sack, right? So, you know, there, there's certainly some things that concern me against the playoff football teams when Miami has to go against them.
0: But Sims, do you buy into that? Because the Dolphins, based on the schedule, the the, the schedule of the next five weeks is really soft. The Dolphins are going to be ten and four, 11 and three, something like yeah. that after right. after they get through the next five games. Uh, but you have concerns about them not being able to beat good teams headed into the. Play- they're going to be a playoff team, Chris. They're yeah, are going to be, be a playoff team, right? right.
8: I'd be you know I'd, I'd be surprised if they don't win the AFC East, right? right? I mean, I know it's not like a given, and Buffalo's still good, but yeah. When I look at late in the year schedule and start to look at the Cowboys and the Ravens and defenses like that, I go, oh yeah, they're, they're, they're. I worry about one the good enough players to gamble and play man to man every now and then. Right. The past rush and the defensive lines that can overwhelm your front a little bit and to what I tell everybody when I talk about the Dolphins on my podcast there's three things that I beat into everybody's brain take away what I've heard you heard me say the McDaniel specials the screens and all those cute plays that you know bust 50 and 40-yard gains. You take that away, that's one thing. You got to dominate the edge in the run game. They love to run the toss sweeps, the toss cracks, get out there with their track stars, and all of a sudden they rip off 40 yards up the sideline on a run game play, right? So those are things we saw Philly and Kansas City stop, both of those. And then what that does to me in the kryptonite of Miami is you get them to third down. Third down, they're not very good for being as explosive offensive football team. I think they're below average as the rest of the NFL, and that's one because of the pass protection. Two because, hey, defenses, you don't have to worry about all the McDaniel trick plays on a third and seven, right? And then, and then also, Tua is not a great. Oh, I got to stand in the pocket and throw a laser on third and ten. That's not his cup of tea, and that's where you're seeing the three losses. That's kind of what teams did to beat Miami. Uh,
0: Chris, you told us like three or four weeks ago that CJ Straub might be the best rookie quarterback you've ever seen. Uh, what do you do after last week? Like, what can you yeah. say?
8: <laughs> no, I I mean, it's, it's like, really, I I say it and like, I, I, you know, me, I'm a football historian and I'm going back through my head going like, I don't know if I've ever really seen this like this. Andrew Luck's rookie year was damn good, right? It wasn't as efficient. He had some fourth quarter comebacks. Of course, they went to the playoffs, but it's like. Few and far, you know, far between. Dan Marino, his rookie year. I mean, it's like a very short list. Chris, he has phenomenal. one interception. One. Right. One <laughs> interception, Stu And like, you know the, there's no dink and dunk with them at all. Right. Like when you watch Houston on film, it's just one, like we're going for a 20 yard gain. We're going for a 25 yard gain. We're going for the 50 yard gain. We're going back to the 15 yard game. And he just throw it. It's like, he. it might as well be a two yard pass with how accurate it is the quickness of the release, right? He makes so many good quarterback plays as far as throwing it away, waiting to the last second to hit the check down as the pocket collapses, right? He sees the field phenomenal. They have a good game plan and formula around him. And if there's an inch to fit the ball in there, he's as good as it gets. Like CJ Stroud is not just like rookie quarterback. Good. It, it, it's gone into like, he's really good. And he's a top 10ish quarterback in the NFL already for my money. That that's what we're talking about here right now. It's kind of, it's kind of special. Should he be in the
0: MVP conversation, CJ Shred? I
8: I think that's like a little overdoing it, right? Okay. And and again, I have have no problem with being in the conversation. I've heard some people this week start to go like, oh, he should be up there. And I want to go, well, I don't know if I'm going to quite buy into that, right? You know, again, there's still... They just don't just go, oh, attack CJ Stroud, right? There's some managing of him still, right, to where I go. That's not what an MVP is. He doesn't get managed, you know, through a bunch of weeks, right? Would we call anybody an MVP if they put up 140 yards and 13 points against the worst team in football and the Carolina Panthers? That's where I'll push back against it a little bit, right? You know, it's four and four. Most quarterbacks – In fact, never get mentioned in the MVP conversation when they're four and four. So I get it. He's the man of the moment. He's exceeding expectations, right? He's kicking some butt there, but I'm not ready to put him like towards the top of that MVP conversation yet.
0: PFT with Mike Florio every day on Peacock, uh, the Unbuttoned Podcast, Football Night in America, Jets and Raiders, Mikey A's going to the game. Uh, we'll finish with that here in just a second. Uh, what's been your evaluation uh, through, I guess, a game and a half of Will Levis so far?
8: Yeah, uh, I mean... Good. Well, I mean, how, right? How could it <laughs> right? not be good, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 like, shocking to me. I, and I don't want to say shocking, but surprising, regardless. It is. I think what I'm impressed by... Is the accuracy of his throwing. That was my problem with him coming out was just that like, wait, why'd you throw the ball this hard? The guy's four feet away, right? Why did you hold the ball here? Why are you sliding over here into the pass rush and getting hit? You know, why are you missing this guy wide open? You're so talented. How can you miss a wide open guy in front of you 12 yards down the field, right? There was just too much of that that bothered me, but that that ain't been a problem so far. You know, kind of like we were talking about with CJ Stroud. He's damn good in the pocket. You know, he knows how to get the ball out of his hands when he needs to for the most part. He's fearless in the pocket and like the pass rush around him. And then, like I was talking about with C.J. Stroud, it ain't no dink and dunk fest. It's not like, oh, let's make his numbers look good. You guys have seen the last two games, enough of it. I mean, they're looking to strike and make big plays down the field. So I think that was totally the right decision. He's shown enough there. They're not going to the Super Bowl. Start building something for next year. Figure out the things he does really good and great. And you can kind of start then, you know, formulating a plan of ooh, receivers we want to sign or draft in the offseason that fit Will Levis in his skill set. And I think that's where you go there. But I'm, I mean, pleasantly surprised. He's been killing it so far.
1: Chris, uh, guys mentioned it a little earlier, Sunday Night Football this week. Raiders Jets. Yeah. Some, someone in this room is going. Have has he yeah. been taken care of yet or what what's going on? No, he, he's not situation?
8: been taken care of yet. Oh We're gonna my. see where it goes. I know. Yeah, I where it goes. I know. I it don't, goes, know like I not mean, know. Apparently talking about? <laughs> there's more idiots in the universe than I thought, and more <laughs> people want to go to this game than I would think, and more people <laughs> wanna be on the field for this game than I would think. So I thought you had pulled Yeah, but they don't all know you. I yeah, yeah well apparently that don't mean <laughs> Knowing me, right? That's where we're sitting right now. Not in Vegas. Well, I, so Mikey A reminded me on Monday mm. and I, you know, started to call the appropriate people right away. And right away I got, oh right ooh, away. Uh we've we've had a lot of asks already, and we've already given out a bunch of like, so I'm waiting to see. Right? Okay. Jets fans, as we know, with the two guys on here, right, Billy, they don't think so clearly they're a little delusional mm. and so they're going don't look to they billy to as an ally please okay he's game, right. right he's right <laughs> about this don't, one don't you dare look to billy as an ally that right, billy, better let's go it's our turn to get
0: you should have told, told him sooner mikey you only told right. him in the preseason wait do you, do, do you guys really do you believe sims got the text and just started making calls right away no. <laughs> billy <laughs>
8: No. I promise you. I could show you. I did. I promise. I know. I we, promise uh, listen, you. I believe you. Billy does. It now I probably should have been, been on it before, before this. I because I think Mikey, A did say something to me in the preseason. <laughs> right. Uh, I guess mm-hmm. I. I thought I was a little bit, you know, more powerful than I was at NBC, and I'm a little late, so it's a double whammy here. Okay, I'm sorry, Mikey. A. We'll, we'll see where I- it goes. Though I'm not saying it's not done yet. <sighs> we'll see. Maybe okay. just
1: do, go out of pocket for Mikey, I'm thinking, you know? You I,
8: out of pocket. There's nothing you <laughs> can do to get field passes that way. It's either you know people that can get them or don't, and I'm wow. not willing, like, I like Mikey Ye, right? But he ain't family or my best friend yet. I'm not calling the Jets or the Raiders to go down there yet. All wow. right? Wow. That's okay. that's not happening. I mean, go look at him, one. I, mean. I don't feel comfortable. I don't do that ever really for anybody, so I don't feel comfortable <laughs> <laughs> for doing it for a delusional field jets fan billy you know
0: uh sims quickly because sims we all need Delusional. to get out of here i need to get him out of here
8: just give me a second no, you need to get out of here just be real it ain't me it's you it's personal life stugat's <laughs> time you got somewhere to oh. go as usual wow. hey
0: asshole i mean how about your ipad stuff we're all it's cracking the whole the band just is falling <laughs> apart me and chris are closer <laughs> than, than too ever much ego. F- you we Billy. Are. okay oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Too much ego. Everyone wants to talk.
8: (laughs) Kyler Murray, decision to start him. Good one, bad one. No, I think it is a good one. You got to see what you got here. You got to see what he looks like in your offense. You know, they got to feel or get a feel for whether they believe in this guy to be the future of their football team. It's a big decision. You know, you don't just give away Kyler Murray or just go throw in the white towel and go, oh, we're getting somebody else. He's got too much talent to do that. Right, we've seen enough good out of them to where you just don't give up on them. They got a creative offense. They got some personnel that fits him, some people that can really run at receiver. Right, I like the what they do on that side of the ball. They've been running the ball pretty damn good this year. So you know they got to figure out is he the guy of the future, right? And then we can use all these draft picks we got next year to fill in the team, or is he not the guy and we got to use these draft picks to get a quarterback we want? I think that's the, the decision over the next ten weeks.
0: Uh, what do you make of uh, head coach Robert Sala being stumped when asked why they haven't gone to Trevor Simeon yet?
8: <laughs> I, I I don't what, th- that to me you know is a one of the issue. Like I love Robert Sala, you know that. I mean I, I love the energy in which they play with the Jets. Their offense we know stinks and all that, but. This would be my one flaw with Robert Sala. You guys have heard me say this before. Let's people and young guys in the locker room talk too much and give everybody the state of the union where I want to go. They shouldn't be talking to anybody or giving anybody the state of the union. That stopped this year. But you're causing all your own problems to yourself, Robert Sala. That's where I want to go. I plead the fifth. Why would you say that? on ESPN radio, right in New York city, where, you know, it's a bunch of crazy jets fans listening and can't wait to jump on something and make it more dysfunctional that way. So then he has to come out in a a press conference and go, these conspiracy theories. No, no, you added to this conspiracy theory. You're the leader of it right now. So you can't do that. I don't understand it. And, hey, Zach's not been good. We get that. But the offense stinks. It's not good. There's not a much there that I don't look at Trevor Simeon and go, oh, he's going to turn it around, and all of a sudden they're going to light up the scoreboard.
0: I'm going to name a quarterback. You tell me what you think the Jets' record would be if they had that quarterback, okay? Josh Dobbs. Okay.
8: Josh Dobbs?
0: Yeah, six and two.
8: No way. No way. Okay. All right. No. I, I think right. it'd be I think it would be three and five.
0: Really? Okay. Yes. Uh Taylor Heineke. I think it'd be four and four. All right. Carson Wentz.
8: I think it'd probably be three and five. He'd find Jesus. a way to f- a gamer up or two for sure. <laughs> he always does. Andy Dalton. Yes. Five and three with Dalton. I mean, come on.
0: I mean, maybe,
8: maybe. It made me think for sure. It made me think it did. Uh, But like, again, like you've heard me say, Zach can he could have a better clock in the pocket in his head for sure. You know he still misses too many throws where you go what how do you miss the five-yard out throw or some of those for sure uh, all that bothers me but I don't come away watching film of the Jets going man people were open everywhere and they missed some plays to have some points on the board and all that that's where it's you, a little a little different and let's not forget they did win three out of the last four right and they did go toe-to-toe with the Chiefs and made that very interesting Right, so that's where I wouldn't want to jump ship quite, quite yet on this.
2: Sims, it feels like he's throwing to open receivers as opposed to throwing receivers open. That's why yeah. it's not throwing interceptions. It's because they have to be open for him to throw it to them. He's got. Yeah, no time, well, man. I, I
8: don't disagree with that. I don't think he's there next level as a passer yet to always throw with, you know, rhythm and timing and trust it. You know? I, again, I think he's still getting comfortable himself. You know, it's, it is a new offense to him there, right? And, yeah, he does not have the greatest feel when it comes to that stuff. You know, like a lot of big-arm quarterbacks, they want to see it, and then they go, ooh, I can just fire it in there now. And, you know, what big arm quarterbacks start to realize, at least the good ones, is you can't always do that. And sometimes you got to do what you're talking about, Mike. You got to lay one out there in the hole and let the guy go get it and do that. Josh Allen's he learned that. Right. So, yeah, there's listen, I'm not trying to sit here and defend it and say it's perfect or anything like that. I know it's bad, but I wouldn't change quarterbacks right yet. I would not do that.
0: All right. PFT with Mike Florio every day on Peacock. The Unbutton podcast as well. Mid-season awards. It's all going on for Chris Sims right now. Who's your mid-season uh, MVP? Quickly, that's it.
8: Uh, the guy that plays wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins. His name's Tyree Kill. He's oh, the wow. MVP of football. Yeah, that's who that. I'm going with right now. I'd go with him and Mike McDaniels. Like, right now, the coach of the year, too. That's right? Awesome. I mean. I know it ain't like recency bias saying great and all that, but then they're still doing record setting revolutionary things on the offensive side of the ball. So yeah, I, I would go with those two and miles Garrett would be my defense MVP. Chris,
0: we appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week, man. We love
8: you. Always, you guys are the best. Billy, keep these stooges in line, all right? Come on, all oh, right? Let's, you and him uh, being allies. I'll do my no, best. How, all right, how Billy, did he come on, my best this? friend, Billy. G- Make you proud, Chris. Over mm-hmm. here. He you said later. you
0: sucked at football. I mean,
8: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> see ya.